Welcome to the Toss Mills Odoi Macarius podcast. Toss Mills Odoi is an apostle, teacher, and a sought-after speaker in international Christian leadership conferences. He is the son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills, who is the founder of the United Denominations and a best-selling author. With over 20 years' experience in church planting around the world and in the training and sending of missionaries, Apostle Toss currently serves at the Kadesh in Accra, Ghana, a vibrant church seeking to win the lost at all cost. He is also a director in the Dagwood Mills Ministries. Now, listen to Toss Mills Odoi. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this morning. We pray that the entrance of your word will bring light and understanding. We pray that you bless us. Let your perfect will be done. Speak to us by your Holy Spirit. Let us be taught and blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hands together as you take your seats. Well, we've been sharing about um, food bearing. Amen. And today we continue with four benefits of bearing fruit. Amen. Put your hands together. If you are doing it, do it well. Amen. Four benefits of bearing fruit. And then with that, take all the base to zero. I don't need any, even one drop of base. I don't need it in my voice. Hello? Hello? I think I can still feel some bees. You know, when I say zero, it means zero. Not even five, not even a little. Turn the dial so you cannot turn it again. Maybe even you can break it if that will help you. <laughs> Amen. Where are we? I think the chorus says you can move to this side so that I can face. I don't have to turn and then turn again. Can go to this side, yes. You're looking beautiful. Put your hands together for the choir. I think they are looking lovely. Next week, next week they will sing better than this week. <laughs> Amen. We are improving, oh. You see, I need you, all, all those on Facebook, all those on Facebook, look, I need you to know that this church is only four months old. We are less than four months old. So don't expect us to be like a 20-year-old church. We are still young. We are still growing. We are still developing. We are still trying to become better every day. And one day you see the choir here, those singers, you say, wow. I think this is like an American choir. This is like Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. Yes. You say, wow. I cannot believe they're singing. You know, and then you'll remember how we started. I remember I had a singer when I was in Laboni, and the first time she sang, it was so bad that the congregation burst out laughing. No, that's how bad they were giggling. They couldn't imagine that such bad singing could come forth. Because the one who was singing had gotten married and gone on missions to be with her husband. Amen. Not missionaries who complain and regret with time, but true missionaries who believe in the Bible and follow the call of God to the end. Not those who give up along the way. Not that kind. I don't produce 
missionaries who are wishy-washy and uncertain. So, this new one, when she came, hey, oh, no, no, her first thing, they know. The congregation burst out laughing. But with time, as she developed and as she grew and as she improved, with time, different choirs in Accra were asking me if she could come and teach them how to sing. Yes, so you watch this, this um, choir, you see them becoming one of the best choirs in Ghana one day. They will grow and develop. We are only four months old, so give us time. And those of you who are watching on Facebook also, we can see you and we recognize that you are there. You are, you are a very important part of our congregation. We notice you all the time as we are preaching, our minds are on you. So as we are talking about food bearing, we are also expecting you to bear online food. Amen. In Jesus' name. I hear you guys don't have the mobile number forgiven. I didn't know until um, a few days ago. I'm very sorry. So all the time I've been saying that, so the number is appearing on your screen. And so I wasn't appearing. Facebook congregation, I really apologize on behalf of uh, those who deceived me. Amen. But we are improving. I want to say again that we are, we are less than four months. So one day we'll get there. Next, next week we will be four months old. Some people, when they get into a relationship, they send a message. Apostle, we are celebrating our six-month anniversary of our relationship. Six-month anniversary. I say, yeah. <laughs> we are 60 years ahead. We are, we are celebrating six months. Oboinko, you haven't started. <laughs> Amen. Four benefits of bearing fruit. I see you bearing fruit in Jesus' name. fought Christians just like you by yourself. Jesus said in John chapter 15 verse 6, he said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Every time you see a pastor, remember that God has chosen him. And if somebody chooses somebody, you are a wise person to leave that person alone. You see, I'll tell you something. Of all the names in the Bible, of Jehovah, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Rophe, the most widely used one is the Lord of hosts, which means the Lord or the commander of the armies of Israel is his most widely used title. And guess what? The title, the Lord of hosts, is used 365 times in the Bible. Yes, 365 times he's referred to as the Lord of hosts. Or the Lord who fights. So every day the Lord is fighting for you. So be careful about fighting people who God is fighting for. Your termination will be sudden and unusual. Yes. When God is fighting for somebody, that's why he, God in his love for us said, touch not by anointing. He was advising us. <laughs> See, it, see, it is not a commandment, it's an advice. 
Yet, touch not my anointed. And do my prophets no harm. Don't do that. If you do that, you will bring you a problem. He said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And ordained you or prepared you. What is the purpose? So that you will go and bring forth fruit. That's all. So your purpose for being in church, your purpose for coming to Christ, is to go and bring forth fruit. So without bringing forth fruit, your purpose has not been achieved. But I see you achieving your purpose. And I see you becoming fruitful. And when you come to church, I see you looking around and you see people that you have brought to church and they are in church. They are in church because of you. Like for example, this church exists because of me. Our branch in Senegal exists because of me. Our branch in Christian village, where there is a cathedral, exists because of me. I personally started it on a Saturday afternoon. I went for evangelism again. I went to the first one I went to. When I sat down, they said, Will you drink water? And demands, you shouldn't turn it away because that you are a rude person who something, 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 something. So I said, yes, I'll drink water. Then they took a cup from the floor. Mad floor, sand. They took a cup. And they, then they fed water from a cooler. Do you know cooler? <laughs> Do you know cooler? Cooler is a clay pot outside. They took the cup from the floor, fed the water in the cooler and gave it to me to drink and I drank it. I drank some. You see, when you go for evangelism, that's what they tell you go and behave like, oh, I drank water at home before I came. Look. <laughs> so I drank it. I was with her sister, Ernestina. When they gave her to drink, she shouldn't drink it. I said, hey, you are joking, drink it. <laughs> yes. I went for evangelism. And the next day, we started, I preached there for some weeks, and then we went back to school and continued the semester at the University of Ghana. In the University of Ghana, people, they don't rebel and behave like madmen. They are, they are stable. Other universities, we cannot say the same for them. Anyway, so we started a church. Today, there's a church building there with a big congregation, nice congregation. Yeah. Several churches have started. Bangladesh, I started. I went there alone. Hey, I arrived at 11.30 in the night, and they detained me there for some hours to make sure I wasn't a drug dealer. When we came out, the taxi they put me in, I think the chairs were spoiled. So I, so I sat on the metal frame of the taxi at around 2 a.m. The way they took me to, you see, like Bishop said, who you, the experience you have in the country depends on who hosted you. <laughs> the person who, he took me, if it's in Accra, to like a hotel in Okanshi. Holding my suitcase, we had to walk over a foot, a foot break to get to the hotel. The bed, eh? The bed I slept on in Bangladesh, Dakar. I didn't want my skin to touch the bed as I was sleeping on the bed. That's how we started the church. After one year, when we did the first anniversary, one of our branches had 112 people. After one year, another branch had 44. Another branch had 28. Another branch had 32. Within a year, we had four branches. Not one black man is in the branch apart from those who went to start the church. You see people who say they are called and anointed after eight years with the cathedral church building, they only have 140 people. Yet, they are, you see, they are fighting authorities. 
without rain. Clouds without rain. Nothing to their name of substance. Mm. Why are you quiet? Four benefits of bearing fruit. Number one, bearing fruit proves that you are a real Christian. <laughs> Jesus Christ said in Matthew 7 30, wherefore or because of that, by their fruits you shall know them. Look, you see, the thing about fruits is that we don't talk about fruit. Forget about people who talk a lot. Empty barrels make the most noise. You don't believe me? You go outside and there's a blue barrel outside. It's empty. You go outside, boom, 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 You even think a bomb is coming. Boom, 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 boom. There's nothing in it. Nothing in it. Barrels that are full, when you draw them, you just hear, boom. There's something in them. There's substance in them. They are witty. They don't make noise. When they fall, it's not easy for them to move. The heavier you are, the more difficult it is for you to be moved. That's what the Bible says, that we henceforth be no more babies. We henceforth be no more children. Tossed to and fro. Today you say your father is a good man, tomorrow you say he's a devil. Tossed to and fro, carried by the wind. Light enough for the wind to carry you. <laughs> There's nothing to you. Light enough for the wind to blow you like paper. You cannot even stand by your words. Wherefore, by their fruits, you shall know them. Matthew chapter 7, verse 30. You see, the thing about fruits is, you don't talk about fruits. You just, you see, if you stand under a tree, we can talk. If there are no fruits on the tree, we can talk. We have to talk, we have to discuss about the tree and its fruits. Because there are no fruits. Is it the mango tree? Is it the neem tree? Is it the guava tree? Is it alubuitugui tree? <laughs> what kind of tree is it? We can discuss it if there's no fruit on the tree. But as soon as fruit arrives, there's no discussion again. When we see oranges, we don't say what kind of tree is this. The fruit tells us what the tree is. It's true. I saw one pastor insulting his father. So I said, ah, let me go and investigate his fruit. So I went to check. He was in a country for eight years with a cathedral. So I, so I even thought he was there for four years. When I added it, he was there for eight years. So I, after eight years, how many members did he have? Then I thought 140. I said, ah, about 140, I have that in one month. One month. <laughs> you see this church, our main problem is for people not to come to church. Or people who are not supposed to come to church, not to come to church. Like, but now we have five, seven, six years. Fruitless. That's why we have to talk. You see, somebody insulted his father. Go and investigate. Anybody in, insulted his father, go and check the person out. You see, the person needs justification for the stupidity. So it's like, it is my father's fault. How can it be your father's fault the children you don't have? 
How can you your father that you do have children? That your father doesn't want you to have children or what? You take over a church from a common pastor. There are 60 people in the church. After two years of a bishop being in charge of a church, you took over at 60, there are 40. Should we not have left the pastor there? The pastor was more fruitful than you. <laughs> you have to say you should not be transferred from there. You go on Facebook to insult your father for transferring you from there. Fruitless. Those who have fruit, they are even begging to be transferred so they can go and bring forth more fruit in other places. Jesus said, buy your fruit. Let's stop the talking now. Produce fruit so that we don't have to talk. That's why Jesus said, it's not those who say, Lord, 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 Lord. That's why I dislike that title, Daddy. If you call me that title, one day some people made a mistake and called me Daddy. Hey! I, I called them for a meeting for calling me Daddy. I said, what, what is my full name? You are calling me Daddy. What is my full name? Bishop Toss. I said, Bishop Toss. Bishop is not my first name. And Toss is not my last name. What is my full name? When was the last time you called? What is my phone number? When was the last time you called me? When was the last time I spoke to you? When was the last time you listened to my message? You cannot meet me in town and be calling me daddy because I am your pastor's husband. And I explained to them, if you call the wrong person daddy, then the right person who should be your daddy, you will also not be able to recognize the person because you are somebody who is unable to know what relationships are. By their fruits. So bring forth fruit so we know you are a real Christian. That's the first benefit of bringing forth fruit. When I got born again, after six months, I started my first branch. Not first convert, first branch in... Um, what was that school? Precept. Within another two months, I started another branch in Accra High, in Accra Girls. And by September, I got born again in January. By September, I started another one in Achimota School. That from what I hear, one of the converts I had who had not even read the Bible before. When I came to church, I said, let's turn to the book of John. He doesn't know where, where John is in the Bible. I hear today he's a big pastor in California. Insulted our fathers. <laughs> Tomorrow I'll be releasing a video to address some of these misnomers. Number two, second benefit of bearing fruit to preserve your own kind in the church. Genesis chapter 7, verse 3. Noah's ark. God gave specific instructions. Genesis 7, 3, he said, of fowls of the air, take seven. <laughs> and that is, of all the clean animals, take seven pairs, and the unclean one, take two. Because God wanted uncleanness to be small. And he said, take the male and female. So all these people who are doing male-male relationship, it's not from God. Female-female relationship. It is also not from God. God said clearly, take male and female to keep their seed alive 
upon the face of the earth. In the Hellenspurial translation, it says, to preserve the species. So how are you? What is your species? God wants, you, God wants it that through you, your kind will be preserved in the church. How am I? I'm a university graduate. I'm a postgraduate graduate. Is that how they call it? Postgraduate graduate. Or postgraduate. Look, postgraduate graduate sounds more powerful. <laughs> I'm a postgraduate graduate. I'm also a full-time pastor. In the church, I've produced other graduates and postgraduate graduates and full-time pastors and full-time ministers. Even last week, Sunday, I recruited a new one to preserve mankind in the church so that I'm not the only full-time pastor in the church. There should be other full-time pastors in the church just like me. So you too, how are you like? What is your kind? Because God didn't just create one kind of people. He created different kinds. So are you a businesswoman? See, that's why we have the percentage. Percentage are professional centers. Are you an, a chartered accountant? We must have 20 chartered accountants in the church. That is your kind, to preserve your kind. The, the Bible says that multiply and fill the earth with force. Bring forth food after your own kind. I mean, if you are a, an architect, how can you bring forth a full-time pastor? What did you even tell him? What did you even tell him? I'm a pastor. I'm producing pastors. A few weeks ago, I, I appointed more pastors. And I'm planning to appoint more in the few weeks and appoint more shepherds who will become pastors. Even bishops, I'm planning to recommend them to be a bishop. Because that's also what I am. Not fake bishops who are bishops because <laughs> like real bishops who are ministers. Not people looking for money. To preserve your species in the church. So how are you? Are you a lawyer? We should have six lawyers. And three court clerks. And a few notary publics. And then affidavit people. What do you call them? Eh? Commissioners of oath. You cannot be the only or at least law student. It cannot be that. It's a sign that you are not bringing forth food. So your Christianity owner is questionable. We can't see fruit. Look, the Bible says by their fruit, you know who they are. Let's stop the talking. When you talk a lot, soon you say things you shouldn't say. What people who talk a lot, soon they say something they shouldn't say, get them into trouble with people like me. You see, that your father can't save you again. Number three. Are you happy you came to church this morning? Are you enjoying the message? As much as I'm enjoying it, Bishop says, because some bishops who leave the church, they say, why do we preach from bishops? Should we preach from the Quran? Or the Sanskrit of the Hindus? You see, when Satan enters you, so you see that the things you used to believe, like Judas, you used to believe in Jesus. So mad that he became his treasurer. He became his radio presenter. He became his missionary. 
very committed to Jesus. But when Satan entered him, the Bible says, and Satan entered Judas, and he went in and he went out. As soon as Satan enters you, you go out. Is it not the Bible we are reading? You see, if you have no converts to show for your Christianity, then there must be something missing. Number three, bearing fruit brings you much joy. Oh, Christianity is nice when you bring forth fruit. Psalm 127 verse 3. Lo, children are a heritage or an inheritance or a gift from the Lord. Happy is the man that has his quiver full of them. The Bible goes on to say that they shall meet the enemy in when he speaketh in the gate. What that means is that if you are a true father who has brought forth sons, when your enemies arise, it is your sons who will fight for you. It's true. One day there was a certain bishop who misbehaved in a certain church. And he was making comments. And in that church, all their bishops are on a quarter pay. So, you know, the fathers were trying to correct the person. You see, but fathers love their children. For God so loved the world that he gave his only See, Fathers are loving. But the Bible says that sons are born for the day of adversity. But fathers are loving. So, one of the bishops noticed that the fathers were trying to rebuke the son, but in love. So, he stood up and said, please, you know something, eh? When Lucifer rebelled. The Trinity didn't get involved in the sacking of Lucifer. Jesus actually told us that we were sitting there, I don't know if they were drinking wine or coffee or tea, but they said, we saw Satan fall like lightning. So we went out and said, hey, what is going on here? And Michael said, oh, he was misbehaving and then I sacked him. Fathers don't fight sons. Sons fight sons, but sometimes out of love, fathers restrain the sons. The sons who rebel, they should pray that the fathers will continue to restrain the sons. Because the day that the fathers unleash the dogs, who are the sons who are dogs? Because there are different types of sons. Some sons are dogs. Yes. And the sons accept that they are dogs. It won't be easy for you. Because as for dogs, they, they bite. And the dog can bite you. You get tetanus. And you die from the tetanus. It's true. So, you will see that. The Bible says that a father's privilege is that when his enemies arise, his sons meet the enemy. So one of the sons told, one of the sons was a bishop, told the father that, please, leave the fight to us. If we are here, you don't have to fight your son. We, the brothers, will fight because sons are born for the day, or brothers are born for the day of adversity. Heesh. The guy regretted it and will continue to regret it. Number, number four. Ah, it brings you joy. So you see a woman when they are pregnant, especially towards the closer they get to giving birth, they can't walk. If they are committed Christians, they used to stay in church till 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock. You see that now by 11.45, 
1150. They come walking slowly to their pastor. If a way that even pastor sees them, if he's a loving father, he says, Oh, you want to go home, isn't it? Come and let me pray for this. <laughs> you see that there's anguish, there's pain in bringing forth. But you but you'll be amazed at the same person. As soon as they bring forth, when you ask them before the baby comes, when is the next one coming? I mean, I can't think far. I can't think madness. This madness happening. I can't do it again. But you let the baby come. Two weeks after the baby has come, ask them the same question. You know, Apostle, we are, we are discussing with my husband that next year. <laughs> the Bible says that these things happen. John 16, 21. For joy that a man is born into the world. I am so happy that I've given birth to another church. I'm so happy. I'm not complaining. Last year, I was transferred four times. <laughs> and I appointed myself the most transferred UD pastor. Four times in one year. <laughs> because, you see, if you are humble... Everywhere you go, it adds to your life. It doesn't say everywhere I've been, I have lifelong relationships I've made from going there. But when you have evil ulterior motives, you want to be planted in one place because you lie to the headquarters that your motive there is to plant and build a church, whereas it's for business and to make money. So you go there looking for business opportunities. That's why a church doesn't grow. And when it doesn't grow, then you accuse your father that he didn't want you to have children. That he's against your prosperity. Number four. How does that go to bear fruit? So that, you see, when you don't bear fruit there, we secretly think of you in these, in these ways. Hey, where's bread now? Where's the bread this person is not very mature. You see, because you see, one of the reasons for not having children is immaturity. You cannot expect a, a nine-year-old child to bring forth a baby. In the same way, when you don't bring forth spiritually, we wonder that maybe chronologically you are 34 years, but maybe spiritually you are six months old. It is not about how long you've been in the church. So bring forth food so that we see that you have grown. The Bible says there are different stages of development. Says, when I was a child, I speak as a child, and as a child, I but when I became a man, so spiritually, you can be a child or a man. And I see you becoming a man. Look, don't fight with me. In the realm of the spirit, there's neither male nor female. So when I say man, it also means woman. Don't let us go and get a feminist Bible here. In addition to the one we are reading, when we read male, then we say female too. It will make the preaching too long. Number four. Reasons why you must bring forth fruit. To cause you not to be ashamed in the day of judgment. Psalm 127 verse 5. The Bible says, happy is the man. You know, this psychedelic fonts we are using that we cannot see. Who can see? Why, why don't you use the red one we know? We normally use. 
This one, I don't know if it's a design or so maybe the aim is so we won't see the verse. <laughs> I don't know, but it looks like you don't want us to see. The Bible says, happy is the man whose quiver is full of children, full of children. The Bible says, they shall meet the enemy in the gate, but they shall, they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. Then they go to the, they shall not be ashamed. Rebellious sons shall not bring them shame because the loyal sons will fight the rebellious sons at the gate. They will allow them to come back. Look, these people rebelling, they should pray that the fathers live longer. That they live to be 200, 300 years, 400 years. Because if the day they repent, they come back and the fathers are not there to intercede for them, unless they go to cemetery. Get somebody where resurrect the dead to intercede for them because some people they don't even allow you to apologize. Oh, they shall not be ashamed. Sons will not allow their fathers to be put to shame by liars. Look, you know, let me tell you social media lies so social media because you see, when you go on social media, those who speak they know that. Many people will never know the truth. Many people will never know the truth. So they hide there behind their phones and then they lie. Then when you get a journalist who is unspiritual and who has no topic of relevance to talk about, hey, then he has also hit jackpot. You will believe the lies cry for fame. Whose end is nigh? Ten reasons why people. And sometimes you see, you see, there's some the Bible calls sins of the youth. You see, sometimes you see somebody talking. So who is this person? Is like Larry King or maybe Oprah Winfrey, like somebody who has seen things. Then you go and look, thirty-five years old. Ah, on a bad day, you could have given birth to him. <laughs> yes, yet. You see them insulting authorities. People that God has lifted and set up. Whose end is nigh? Ten reasons why people do not bear forth fruit. Matthew 25, 14. I'm sure today you can see that the points are quick. <laughs> because... There are other things to do. Anyway, 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 lest I forget. Bishop's birthday is on the 14th of May. Yes, yes, if you are clapping, do it well. Even a Jimakla. <laughs> do you know, do you know Jimakla? Even a Jimakla. On a Jimakla's birthday. He celebrates it at least. Maybe he doesn't eat chicken every day, but his birthday dear. Ah, one day I saw a Jimakla. It was his birthday. He went to rent a boboya, put rubber behind it. The, uh, uh, a boboya, a boboya, please, for those on Facebook who live in, land, in London, America, Malta, Oregon. You don't know a boboya, isn't it? I'll show you a boboya. A boboya is tricycle with 
a Tifa track tricycle. Yes, Tifa track tricycle. Or tricycle with a bucket. It's called Aboboya in Ghana. He went to put rubber bath behind the Aboboya, filled it with water as a swimming pool. Or if you are in America, hot tub. And then he went to sit in it, driving around Accra. Even a Jimakula, when it is birthday, he celebrates it. How can it be that somebody who has started 6,070 churches in 94 countries and grateful sons make it look like a bad thing to honor him? The Bible says that when Mary broke the alabaster box of precious spike nut, spike nut on Jesus' feet. It was none other than Judas. None other than Judas. Who said, why this waste? None other than Judas. Never let rebellion, the, the, the venom and the simplicity of, of rebels make you lose the strength to honor somebody to whom honor is due. Yes. Because sometimes the way they speak, eh, you feel that honoring the person is a bad thing. Never remember that it was none other than Judah. Let this year be the year. Let this year be the year. Let this season be the season where we celebrate Bishop like we have never celebrated him before. The Bible says, be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. With good. Let us honor Bishop. I wish, look, I hear they said, when it's Bishop birthday, every pastor is forced to give him thousand dollars. I heard some what what word? Rebels. Let's just use rebels as a kind description. Some rebels saying that. And, and when I heard it, I wish I could force everybody here to give a thousand dollars. If if I could, I would. <laughs> if I could, I would. But if it tied to God, we cannot force you to pay. Is it the one to a man we can force you to pay? If it tied, we can't force you. The one to God, God, we can't force you. You see, when Satan has failed a person, the Bible says, to the pure, all things are pure. You see, most rebels say, it's poverty. These people, they started their churches, they thought they would be rich because when they were in Judy, they saw how their churches were working and like the income was good. So they thought that when they also started their churches, it would be like that. But they started for some other better question. Charlie, Asuma needs grace. The grace here, Asuma Wabeko. So let's find another means. Because if you resign from the church and you have left, why have you come back that you want money? But if you have gone, go. <laughs> I don't understand it. But they see that the church, the way they thought it was. I saw one of them in December. He was on Facebook begging for fundraising for 18,000 CDs too do electricity in his church. I'm going for him tomorrow. I don't want to mention his name because this is an official platform, but tomorrow it will be on my personal Facebook page. That one is me versus you. Begging for 80,000 cities. Sika no ashe. Ashe. Church eh, is grace we use. And when you were in the church, you were under that covering. So you thought it was you. Asomwa, 
the general grace that for you. One day I went, I was privileged to be in Reverend Eastwood's house, and he was sharing with us an encounter here that he went into a trance. And he said, in the trance, he went to heaven and he saw a cloud. No, his daughter went into a trance for three days, she was frozen. They had to put her in a pickup because her hands were like this. She, she, she said, he came to his office and said, Daddy, was such a powerful that she froze like this. For three days, she was like this. They carried her home in the pickup, the back of a pickup. So when she came, she, she went to heaven, saw Jesus, this, that, that. He said, she saw a cloud and she asked Jesus, What is this cloud? He said, and Jesus told her that this is the cloud of Fountain Gate Chapel. That every church has a cloud that is given to the founder under which that ministry operates. So when you were in Judy, you were under the cloud that God has given to Bishop Dad. So you thought it was you. Even under such a cloud, your church couldn't grow. And even such a cloud, your church couldn't grow. <laughs> even when God is helping you, you are so dry spiritually that even God cannot move through you. Now on your own, it's not working. So what will we do? To help us along the way. Where are we? Ah! Ten reasons why people do not bear fruit. Number one, look, we'll do as much as we can when the time ends, we have ended. I'm preaching from Bishop's book, Many Are Called. Can't you see me under the air conditioning crown sweat? Look at what these boys are uh, making me do. <laughs> Have you ever seen me sweating the air conditioning before? Around this he can bring stress. Number one, fear. Matthew chapter 25. <laughs> hey! For the kingdom of heaven. Is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants, his own sons, that he had raised up after many years, loved them, paid for their weddings, paid for their honeymoons, bought them cars, counseled them, traveled with them to international cities, bought them church buildings, Loved them. His own servants. Delivered unto them his goods. Delivered unto them his anointings. His cathedrals. His church buildings. His air tickets. His cars. Delivered to them his goods because they were his sons. Who were working for him. And unto one he gave five talents. Gave him opportunity. To go and launch his own personal books he had written in his churches in London. His churches in America. They opened their churches for him to go and launch his books. In which he didn't even credit his father. To another, two talents. He taught him how to lead a prayer meeting. He taught him how to hold a microphone. He taught him how to preach on radio. He taught him how to preach, how to have a miracle service, taught him how to preach and pray on the radio. He gave him talents. You know the cost of preaching on radio for 30 minutes. 
and to another one. To every man, according to his ability. Because everybody is different. And after that, he took his journey and went to start a new church with university students. Look, the Bible, eh, if you are honest, you can relate it to your life. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made five more. Likewise, he that had received two, he also went to trade, gained two more. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth. One went to, one who received five talents went to London, was made the overseer in London. From London, he sent people all over the world as missionaries. You know, one day I went for a homecoming in London, eh? The whole world full because at that time I was under the denomination in London. You won't, you won't believe it. Three of us who were from Bangladesh were the only people in the hall who were not the fruits of the person who received five talents in. Out of him had proceeded two denominations. Two, not two branches, oh. two denominations had come from one man. Another went to America. Through him, mighty works were done in America. Then one of them, they had, when they looked at him, they saw that this guy, eh, he deserves only one. He can't do much. But if we don't give him anything, have you seen some people that if you don't... <laughs> you are watching me. You can see there's something going on in my mind. You can see I'm debating. Should I say or <laughs> should I say or should I not say? No. This Macario's church teaching under UD. So I won't say it. Tomorrow, meet me on Albert Toss Nels Odoe Dash DHMM. That's where the action will be for the next few weeks. He that received that one went and dig the earth and hid his lost money. He went to hide it so that his mother would not see where he, where he had put it. Ran away with the things he had been given to work with. Sold it and pocketed the money. His master didn't know because you see, when you are a father, you always think good of your children. You never think that evil can come forth from this son. Never okay. So when they even hide something. It will not even occur to you. And depending on the kind of level God has taken you, you won't even notice. When you are, look, I knew a man, eh? his sons used to steal his gold bars. Not gold chain, no. Gold bars. He, he didn't know. <laughs> you say you are rich. <laughs> anyway, anyway, look, if. We we'll have a few minutes. He that received one went and dig the earth, hid his lost money. After a long time, after many years, the Lord of that servant came and that accounts with it. Ah, so, how has your church grown? Like, how many have you added to the church? Master, it has reduced. Hey! <laughs> because, because the master thinks that because you are a bishop, automatically, at least bishop, dear. The church will grow. 
So he doesn't even think about you, assuming that your church is growing. After many years, he can say, ah, it has not reduced. So when they sat there, they said they have transferred them. Anyway, you let's meet tomorrow. The first reason is fear. <laughs> he said, I was afraid of you. And so I went and I hid your talent in the earth. Look, let me tell you the truth. In ministry, there is fear. Fear that it won't work. That's the first fear. If I sing, don't laugh at me. If I try to play the key, I mean, you bro, do you like truth? When I was climbing up today, I stopped on the stairs. I said, what is going on? They said, the choir is singing. I said, no, it cannot be. Is it the children's church singing? No, I'm speaking the truth. Is it the children's church singing? They said, no, it's the choir. So I was quiet. I said, no. I think I can hear, what I hear, it sounds like the children's church is singing. They said, no, it's the choir. I was quiet. Then I said, anyway, we are less than four months old. Let's go. If I preach and the preaching doesn't work, if I make an, I remember the first time God told me to pray for the sick. I said, I'll never go. I know you don't like me. You want to disgrace me. Because you see, the thing about praying for the sick is, is God will heal the sick. And the sick will be healed if God is there. So if you pray for the sick and nobody is healed, it means God is not with you. And if God is not with you, it means you are fake. So I said, God, what is the proof that, no, 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 I can't disgrace myself, but I can't heal myself. <laughs> and God said, do it. I said, God, do it. That day when I prayed for the sick, and one guy lift, lifted the, I preached that. But after they're preaching, you have to pray for the sick. So when I finished preaching, I said, Jesus, God, I prolonged the preaching so that I don't know what I was thinking. Because when you finish the preaching, because I was preaching about the healing of the sick. But after preaching, you have to demonstrate what you have preached. So now, but I noticed that when Bishop finishes, you sing. So now when I finished preaching, I started to sing. I sang God, so there was no more song to sing. Then you have to now pray. Anybody who is not well, put your hands there. Hey, now when you also do that one, you have to bind this there. This da 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 but after that, you have to do altar call for anybody who has been healed. Come and see me. I sang. Ah! I think at the point, like, even my tongue was becoming dry. So after that, you have to do altar call. Anybody who has been healed, lift up. That one, I closed my eyes. I, now, now, after I closed my eyes, now I was afraid to open my eyes. But if I open it and nobody's hand is after he's healed, I've disgraced myself. So I closed my eyes and at the point I opened the right one small. Because if the people see that I've opened my eyes, they'll catch me. So I did like my eyes were closed. But if I opened it and it is, and nobody had lifted their hand, I'll do something out there myself if you have closed. So I opened it small. 
Then I saw that one guy has lifted his hands at the back. Come and see me. Unfortunately for me, pride took over. So I called the guy, come, come, come. I didn't know him. He was in another church in another country. Instead of being humble and just say, oh, we thank God for your healing. I said, you are far away from God. No, he said he has a headache, the whole day, something. Instead of saying, thank you, God bless you, amen, I began to question him. I said, you are far away from God, you are not obeying God, that's why you fell sick. You don't do anything in church. <laughs> I said, what do you do in church? It's the servant of the prayer ministry. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Instead of saying, thank God, I wanted to prove to the guy that his sins made him sick. So I said, aha, but you're not prayerful. That's why you feel sick. Today, have you prayed? Yes. I said, but you don't pray now. So do How long did you pray? Three hours. Then I saw that the guy, he was trying to spoil my miracle ministry. So that's when I said, go back to your seat. Go back to your seat. But if you can overcome fear, you see, the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear. If you can overcome fear, there's nothing you can. Look, you see, you should understand that it is God who does the work, not you. It is, if you can understand that, you you can engage God through prayer, there's nothing you cannot do. I see you overcoming fear. You see, many people who don't go for evangelism is because of fear that nobody will be saved or nobody will. But haven't you seen that every time you go out, people are saved? Because it is God who is doing the work, not you. Number two, quickly, so that we can close on time. I have just a few seconds to close. Number two, hiding your gift. Look, you see, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7, that unto every man, Grace is given according to the measure of the gift of God. Everybody in this room this morning has a gift. Because the Bible says unto every man, every man, grace is given according to the gift that every man has received. So don't hide. So if you are not doing anything in church, it's because you have hidden your talents. But from today, let your talents come out. God has nothing bad in store for you. And different people, look, last week, Abigail came to see me. That's the lady in the blonde hair on top of red hair who came to take the offering here last week. She came to see me after. She said, Apostle, you see, haven't you seen that since the church started? When I came to take the offering, more people gave tithe than ever in the church. I said, yes, it's true. We thank you. (laughs) Then she said, Apostle, you don't know. I spent the whole night praying. No, I'm serious. I spent the whole night praying. I'm serious about it, and, and that's why they gave. She, she was telling me, the pastor, <laughs> that it's because of her. Then she asked me, can't you see that more people gave in my basket than the other basket? Hey! I couldn't believe my ears. But what you are saying was true. 
Can't you see that more people give me my basket than that? So I've been praying for them. I said, I prayed for them the whole night. You see, maybe she can preach, or you can preach. <laughs> maybe she can preach. Maybe she can't do this, she can't do this, she can't do this, she can't do this, she can't do this. But what she feels she can do, she has applied herself to it fully. Then she told me, when you were preaching, I came to call the treasure that we need tight cards. I said, yes, I saw it. <laughs> you see, when you play your part, when you play your part, when you play your part, not when you play my part, not when I play your part, but when you play, you see, look, one day I saw an um, aeroplane that crashed. 270 people were dead. Do you know why the aeroplane crashed? When they were fixing the windows of the cockpit, 32 bolts they put in, 6 inches, each is 6 inches. I'm sure a Ghanaian put one bolt in. That was 4 inches. All the 31 were 6 inches. One of the bolts was 4 inches. The window came off mid-flight. The plane crashed. You see, when you don't play your small part well, the whole thing may not work well. Number three. A fault-finding attitude. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man. You see, there's nothing new under the earth. Look at what he said. Reaping where you have not sown. You send out to start churches. Then when the churches start, you tell her to send the money to you. Isn't a new thing is here? Reaping where you've not sold. Gathering where you have not sold. There's nothing new. But it's sad when we repeat what is in the Bible so accurately. At least you change it a bit. You repeat it so accurately. You see, if you find fault with somebody, person who is above you is a bad person. And nobody serves a bad person. But when you were being made a bishop, why didn't you say the person was a bad person? But the title, yeah, you accepted it. Then you come and say that I deserved it. Meanwhile, you have been told that nobody wanted you to be a bishop, but you know that the public anyway, tomorrow. Fault-finding attitude. When you come to teach what bad thing is done to you? Don't find fault. They are all trying to serve God. That's why when I heard the choir singing, I didn't say they are terrible. I said, they are four months old. Having found fault with them, at least their dressing is beautiful. Beautiful. Churches, have you seen with choristers dressed? Some are dressed like Marie Antoinette, some are dressed like hey, beautiful. Don't mind the voice, mind the body, mind their clothes, forget about the singing. Someday you see that the singing is powerful, but the clothes didn't work that day. <laughs> Yeah. 
Are you happy you came to church? No, let me tell you something. You see, one of the scriptures I like most about pastors is the Bible says that uh, the high priest in Hebrews 5 is chosen from amongst men to minister in things pertaining to God. The Bible says that seeing that he himself, the high priest, oh, that God has chosen, he himself is compassed or surrounded with so many sins. Like, it's something that you even wonder if God is looking for sinners to make them priests. He said that seeing that he himself is surrounded with so many sins, then God said that, that he may give sacrifices for sins, first for himself, <laughs> then for the sins of others. When you read Leviticus, throughout the Bible says that, that when Aaron sins, he, or when Aaron comes to the uh, tabernacle, he should offer first of all sacrifices for his sins. I mean, like God is even expecting him to sin. Zechariah 2, the Bible says that, and I saw Yahushua the high priest wearing filthy garments, and who? Satan, standing at his right hand to accuse him. Satan is the one who accuses who? Or the children of Satan. Then the Bible says that, and the angel of the Lord stood next to him and said, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. You see, God didn't say, say that what Satan was saying was lies. The Bible said that, and God just said, put on him a clean robe. God didn't say he has sinned. Just change his clothes and let him continue preaching. Just change his clothes. God didn't mind Satan at all. Abraham went to sleep with Hagar. Did they go there? Ah, that is my prophet. You see, you can get to a level with God there. He doesn't even see your sins again. Based on what you've done for him. Can't you see even the president? If you can do something for it, you can steal the money of the country. Ah, you will see. <laughs> Number four, despising your gift that you have. You see, look, learn to magnify your office. Yes, your small part. Make it the greatest. That's why the lady with the blonde hair over the red hair came to me and said, look, I am the reason why most people give tight last week. Me, I'm, I'm the, not you, the pastor, who gave them the tithe card, you who prayed for them, you who encouraged them, it's not you. Me, that's my first day of receiving tithe. I am the reason why. Finish. Yeah, can't you see? I came to call the treasurer that the tithe card is Can't you see they put more in my basket than that? I said, it's true. Learn to magnify. Don't despise your gift that you have. Mag- make it the greatest. I remember just Last year, I was talking to the denominational administrator. And we're talking about science. They said, oh, so your cathedral in Labon. They said, oh, I, I thought that there's, we, we do have a church building. They said, oh, no. I mean your, your cathedral at Labon. Like the way I do my ministry, he thought I have a cathedral at Labon. Like the way, when you hear Laboni, the image that counts that a mega church that is, there's none in the world. One day, the, some, somebody went to say that the secretary to Lordina Mahama was in Judy. And they were trying to locate who she was. First of all, they called me. <laughs> they said, she, what you're like, it's likely that if they don't know where she is, she's, she's likely to be in Laboni. <laughs> yes. The way I do my ministry, I magnify it. Yes. It's true. Magnify it. To me, it's the greatest. This branch here, to me, is the greatest Judy brand apart from First Love Church. After First Love Church is here. 
No, 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 wait, 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 wait. At our first love church is Kadesh. <laughs> At our first love church is Kadesh. Where is our denominational head office? After that is here. Straight here. Not Kodesh, oh. Not, no, 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 no. To me, this branch is greater than Kodesh. That's how my mind works. At least the chairs here are nicer than the Kodesh chairs. If you are clapping, clap well. So you watch, you see, we have candid lights here. See, oh, you be patient. Can't you see every Sunday where you come is nicer than the Sunday before? So we'll give you a tight well too. <laughs> if you are clapping, clap well. And if we are ending on time, end well. But there's one last one. <laughs> but there's one last one. I want to end with that one. This last one, Veta, I promise. Eight reasons. Not wanting to be cheated. Matthew 25, 26. His Lord answered and said, Thou wicked and lazy servant. We have sent you to be a missionary. You have converted yourself to a businessman. You know where I sold not. You know that I reap where I sold not and gather where I have not sold. Why didn't you therefore do it? That is why it's amazing. You know, you see some pastors insulting. They've actually written, he cheated us. We let the church, well, we don't want to be cheated. When members in America were contributing money to buy you a car, why didn't you say they are cheating the members in America? Liar! You see, what it is, as for social media, I don't like that thing. Especially Facebook. I call it fake book. It's all fake. But I hear Twitter is worse. I hear the action is on Twitter. If your skin is not strong, don't go there. <laughs> I hear the action. As for Facebook, it's for small boys. <laughs> yes. Not wanting to be cheated. You see bishops, after many years of service, say that they've been cheated. Cheated of what? Cheated of where? And then they'll make comments like, as soon as our churches begin to work, then they transfer us so that they can take our churches and our money. The 140 members over eight years. Then Kodesh, what should they say? Bishop Kakra, what should he say? See, when you become a man, you put away childish things. They are cheating you. It is my little children who say, you have cheated me. Even as they are growing, they have stopped using those words. He's cheating me. Hey, hey, why is he cheating me? Do you talk to another? He's cheating me. Even now the name Manasseh, I don't want to call my son Manasseh again. My son is called Manasseh. I don't even like, like that name. I thank God that he gave Bishop that prophecy two years ago to change his name to James. Because now, when I call him Manasseh, I have cursed him. Manasseh is such a good name. Man, Manasseh means you have caused me to forget the pain of my father's house and I shall be fruitful. But like Judas, Judas means praise. Such a beautiful name. Judas means, but because of the Actions of one man, the name is not a good name again. Now, listen, Manasseh is not a good name. Don't call it like, and so now, 
is fully James. Maybe we maybe we'll remove that Manasseh from there. Officially. What kind of name is that? Anyway. Philippians chapter 2, verse. Anyway, but tomorrow on Facebook it will be more clear. This one is not clear. Now we are speaking in mysteries. It says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now, this is how to have the mind of Christ. Who, being in the form of God, didn't think that he had been robbed or cheated. Thought it not robbed to be equal with God. Like, I need it, I want it, I deserve this. What kind of house are you from that today? You are saying, Is it not like that that has elevated you? We know your house. One of those boys is my cousin. I know your house and where you are from. Anyway, tomorrow it will be more clear. Tomorrow there won't be well like one of those. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> tomorrow it will be like we are having all the mysteries will end. He thought it not. See, this is how to have the mind of Christ. Imagine if Christ had said, Huh? Hey, Philippine, Father, pa, you have a fool, eh? You say me, I should die. But you, you won't die. <laughs> Why should I die? You, you won't die. But the mind of Christ is not like that. The mind of Christ doesn't have the mind of, you are cheating me. You are robbing me. You are taking something away from me. It's a privilege to serve God. It's a privilege to serve God. You see, when you don't have the mind of Christ, you see, when you have that mind of, you are cheating me, it's a sign of pride. You see, it's a sign that something bad is happening to me or being done to me that I don't deserve. You see, why did they transfer me? But I have been transferred four times last year. From Naboni to Kadesh. When I went to Kadesh, I said, wow! If God didn't do anything, even the gold pillars said, I said, well, I've arrived in ministry. <laughs> God shouldn't do anything. God shouldn't even answer my prayers again. It's okay, you can't leave me here. Everything will be okay. After four months, we just said, off to Teshi. I said, Teshi? We'll go. I happily went to Teshi. Oh, in fact, I was happier at Teshi than at Kadesh. Happier. You know, Kadesh, big, big people, you have to greet them when you see them. <laughs> Demographically, Kadesh is the oldest church in the UD in terms of the age or the average age of the member. It's the oldest church in the UD. Hey, you have to greet them when you see the front row. Eh? You people cannot sit on the front row there. Kadesh, judicial secretary. Look, if even my preaching, this preaching I'm preaching now, it has changed. When I was at the board, I don't preach like this. I learned to tone down at Kadesh. Big, big people. Hey, you preach with respect. You smile a lot as you are preaching. <laughs> it's true. As a preacher, you smile. This type of describing things into detail, I stopped it there. This type of you are preaching, oh, wives do not respect. I stopped all those things there. Because these big, big people, they are all wives. So you are talking to who? That they've done what? I stopped all those things there. I feel God sent me to Kadesh for refine, uh, refinement or for rehabilitation and refurbishment. 
Kadesh for self-improvement. Then he sent me to Teshi. When I came to Teshi, I came to implement all that I learned at Kadesh. I saw the church, boom! The people loved me at Teshi. Just as I was beginning to receive the love, he said, no, no, no. Back to Laboni. I said, Laboni? Let's go. When I went to Laboni, I saw that the people, their faces were not so exciting. I said, but we are here. A month later, they said, off again. Where? To here with gold pillars and air conditioning. <laughs> but let me tell you, as I'm here, in my heart, I know that one day I'll be there say, off again to somewhere. And when that day comes, I will not say that I've been cheated. You know, you hear, you hear people. Let me put the microphone. I said microphone. Let me put the iPad down. Like Rollins now. Let's talk. You hear people saying, they transferred me here. See, everywhere is a learning experience. The church is not for you. You see the line on Facebook. I mean, so if, so if, so if they tell you that, okay, be here permanently, and then you are non-cooperative, rebellious, the church is not growing, you are spoiling the area, we should leave you there. Tomorrow, things will be more clear. Liars, so, a lot of the things you say, they are lies. You see, but on Facebook, they, see, people know. That when they speak, people will know the truth. Unfortunately, the sons who are dogs, they've removed the chain. You can never bear false fruit if you think you are being cheated. But if you see everything that happens to you as a learning experience, you find yourself being so full. Look, this Judy Avenue, this end of May, uh, 28 May, will be 20 years since I came full-time. 20 years. <laughs> since I, be, I came into full-time ministry. Look, the only department I've been working is the first lady's office. <laughs> I don't know why you are laughing. Why, why are you laughing? I'm serious. First lady's office, they're like, they're cooking food, serving guests. I haven't done that one before. You wear apron. To serve guests, I haven't done some before. To teach in their schools, I haven't also taught in their schools before. That's under the first lady's office. That's the only department I've been working. I've worked in finance department, in the media department. I've worked in healing Jesus crusade. I've done church. I've done missions. I've done books. I've done lay pastor. I've done full time pastor. I've served in cathedral. I've served in classroom. Oh, from the highest to the lowest. After all, it has made me understand what the ministry is about. Many full-time pastors who have not been missionaries before, when they meet missionaries, they feel insecure about not me. I've had wilder experiences as a missionary than some of the missionaries who are on the... I can't talk to them. That's why these guys who are insulting as a missionary... When I was in India, I was sent there. One day they were criticizing me in the church. And one day I said, let me speak. So I told them that the apartment I stay in in India 
the hall, the kitchen, the two bedrooms, the two bathrooms, the two toilets, all of them can fit in my bedroom in Ghana. I'm not here for anything. Hey, the church became quiet. I got there, eh? you sent me to India. Well, there's a small room. It's a small room. How big is that? It's your space you need to sleep. What is it? Even within India, I was transferred to Bangalore. Or I transferred my... I'm so happy. The only thing I bought was a student's mattress. The mystery there said, never, you cannot sleep on the floor. What am I here for? I bought the mattress, put it on the floor. That's where I was sleeping. What is it? I could have bought anything. Cynthia, did I not raise funds for me to buy chairs there? I could have bought a chair there, but you see, everything you do for God is an opportunity. It's not because it cannot be bought. How much are chairs? But I said, let me give you an opportunity to just do something for a missionary. When we came here, I've raised almost 300,000 cities to air condition here. Do you think that Judy cannot buy air conditions? They're like, oh, I hear some, some people say on Facebook that Lighthouse is broke. So they said we should be um, independent because the church doesn't have, but like Lighthouse is broke, I cannot pay us. This, this is a Lighthouse. <laughs> but tomorrow it will be more clear. You see, the opposite, when I was told, I said, no, I've never raised funds of this magnitude to finish it. This is my opportunity to do something big for God. That's how my mind went. But not that they've converted us into beggars. Oh. You have to beg family to do. No, no, if you are a beggar, say I'm a beggar. Don't say we are beggars. Say I'm a beggar. When I raise funds, I'm, do, I, do I beg you? Does the beggar ask you for <laughs> the kind of money I ask you to buy air conditioning? A beggar, you give me five cities and ten cities. I'll come to you and say, I want 10,000 cities to buy an air conditioning. I'm not begging you. I'm raising funds for me. It's different. But to the impure, everything is discolored. You cannot even see. Well, look, David said, whoever can take Jerusalem, capture the city, it shall be named after you. You see, you should learn when you are being given an opportunity to do something big so you become significant and see it in the right way. See it in the right way. That bishop cannot buy air conditions for here. Let's be serious. One of these tiles you see is 120 Ghana cities. Work the math. There are five floors. <laughs> work the math, there are five floors. Each of these chairs is 260 cities. Work the math, start. Take out your phone. You can't do it with your mind. The church is not broke. It's an opportunity for us. That's all that it is, an opportunity for us. I was sent as a minister, I raised funds. Not because the church couldn't afford it, but it's an opportunity. Where you can see things as an opportunity, you will rise up and do well. Let's now rise up to your feet and do well in Jesus' name. And stop complaining that we close late and rather clap for such a powerful way. <laughs> Pray for yourself as we close. 
If you are blessed by this, pray that you'll be fruitful. You know, just pray this one prayer. Lord, make me fruitful. Lord, make me fruitful. Lord, make me fruitful. He said, even in your old age, you will bear forth fruit. Lord, make me fruitful. Lord, make me fruitful. A tree cannot bear forth fruit of itself, except it is pollinated by another. Neither can you bear forth fruit if you are apart from God. Too loud, too loud. Neither can you bear forth fruit if you are apart from God. So ask God to join you, to attach himself to you. He said we are co-laborers with Christ. We are joint heirs with Christ. We are not created to be separated from Christ. We were created to be fused. He said, I in you, you in the Father, and me in you. We are all supposed to be in one another. That is how fruit will be born. Rashi mokafali bosi makafala. Ranto feleko si makofali bosamaya. Mashukepa, Lord, make me fruitful. Lord, make me fruitful. Kafalo basi On Facebook, all those on Facebook pray for fruitfulness. Wherever you are in the world, in Dubai, pray for fruitfulness. Fortune, fortune in Dubai, pray for fruitfulness. Steve, Araba, everyone, Nadia, Emilia, everybody watching by Facebook. Wherever you are, pray for fruitfulness. Rasha Makafulama. Pray again the fault-finding attitude. Pray again the spirit of fear. Pray against seeing your gift as small. Pray against hiding your gift. As we close. your ability to organize. Don't hide your ability to arrange. Don't hide your ability to manage. Don't hide your ability to control. Don't hide your ability to sing. Don't hide your ability to give. Don't hide your ability to refresh. Don't hide your ability to be strong. Don't hide your ability to lead. Kashu Rashu meka palibo si makupalaba. Reshi meka funiya katahalu basaya. Lako lako shimo kafaya. Noria kushema kofali bosimaya. Lord, make me fruitful. Let me bear much fruit. Allow me to bear much fruit. Help me to bear much fruit. Kaloso meka fulabo in the name of Jesus and with every head bowed and with every eye closed maybe somebody invited you to church but you want to see a pastor pray with me 
I want to be born again. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. This morning, I want my name to be written in the book of life. I don't want us to go home without me surrendering my life to God and be sure that when I die, I'll go to heaven. If you are here like that, I want to pray with you before we close. I want you to stand wherever you are. Maybe somebody invited you to church, but just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you and then we'll close and go home. Now you can lift up your hand or you want to rededicate your life to God. Lift up your hand also and we'll pray one prayer and you'll go home. Is there anybody here like that? Father, we thank you for the free gift of life you give us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Put your hands together as you take your seats. If you 